All right, we'll get started. So hello, everyone. Welcome to BMYC's third installment of Signature. This has been a long time in the planning. And if you were here for our last event, welcome back. Um, this is going to be our last event for the year, as well as my last event as part of the council. So it's a huge one for all of us. Thank you so much for coming out and being a part of it. Nonetheless, we are prepared to make this event even better than our last. So please sure, make sure to make the most of this event, take notes, ask questions, and be really involved in the discussions. Of course, you all signed up for the event, so you know this is going to be a great leg up in learning how to create, promote, and edit your own podcast. Having been inside our homes for a little over a year now, we've seen a lot more content being created online, whether it's through Instagram stories, reels, or interactive posts. I don't know about you, but I think it's all sort of numbing. However, one thing that I fall in love with over the pandemic is podcasts, and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there as well. They're great to listen on, on their own or in the background. And that sort of versatility has also um, added to their increasing popularity over the years. With that being said, my name is Gideth and I'm one of the presidents of BMYC. This is my third year on the council and my time here has been amazing. I'm beyond excited to be a part of today's event and I hope you take some really key points home. Um, hello everyone, my name is Micah. I'm the other president of BMYC and this is my third year on the council. Um, I'm really into podcast and podcast production, so I'm really excited for this event. Welcome everyone to the event. My name is Jyot, and I'm one of the event directors for BMYC. This is my second year on the council, and over the two years, BMYC has allowed me to instigate the cultural diversity that Peel has to offer. Not only has also allowed me to connect with the youth of Peel and Brampton, and I'm ecstatic to be hosting this event alongside my presidents, and can't wait to get engage in some meaningful discussions regarding podcasting. As we do with all our, our events, we want to start by saying that we will be recording this event on our podcast, Teenage Tea with BMYC, where we discuss the importance of culture in our community of Brampton. For those of you who haven't heard of Brampton Multicultural Youth Council, or just heard of this event through a friend, we're a youth-run organization striving to unite the community in order to celebrate our diversity and in the process help make a difference. BMYC hopes to educate the public on the social issues that concern today's youth and help bridge the cultural gap between communities. Yeah, we believe that youth must have the cultural awareness to be actively involved in the conversations addressing the social issues that impact our society and overall be a better global citizen. And we are providing the platform to do so. Now here we have our itinerary for the event and how long it will be. Um, over the next hour or so, we will go over our podcast TNT with BMYC, a Q&A um, with our guest speaker and closing remarks. Now, with that out of the way, we can go into introducing our keynote speaker and BMYC alum, Imad Mia, the founder of the BMYC podcast, Teenage T with BMYC and the CEO and founder of Mia Studios. Welcome, Iman. Thanks, guys. Uh, I guess this is when I get to take over, right? Yep. Awesome. Uh, so I'll, I'll get straight to presenting here. All right, I'm going to assume that everybody can see the slides in all their glory. Um, so since these guys pretty much gave me a solid enough introduction, I'm just going to get right into it. 
And I think the first thing that I really need to start off with, for those of you guys that have no idea what a podcast is, I'm going to attempt to define it. Now, the first thing I went to is Google, because who doesn't? Um, and essentially, Google said that a podcast is a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or mobile device, typically available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscribers automatically. A mouthful. And essentially, that says nothing about what podcasting is about. Now, the common thing that you'll hear from, let's say, old heads, to say the least, is that podcasting is just radio plus recording, which... For most of you, I don't suspect that you've listened to a lot of talk show radio in your life, so it's not exactly the most accurate definition, in my opinion. The way that I would describe podcasts is they're like YouTube videos that you can listen to. Instead of having to set aside an entire hour or two hours to listen to a long-form discussion um, or an interview or just a lot of topics, a podcast gives you the ability to do that while you're doing something else. And I'll get into that uh, throughout my presentation. So... One thing that I do need to give before we kind of go into the main aspect of this is a major disclaimer. I'm not a podcasting expert. I'm just someone who wanted to try it out, tried it out, and then learned a lot in the process. So take everything I say with quite a bit of salt. The way my presentation is structured is going to be the following. In each section of my podcasting story, I have a key takeaway that I'd like to convey at the very end. So to build up to that, I'm gonna try and make this like somewhat interactive. Uh, so if you have a pencil, paper, a Word document open, anything that you can write on. Um, we're going to be doing some activities that kind of help you realize the kind of podcaster that you are and some of the ideas that you can create just on the spot. Um, so if you don't, so if you have something around you, pick it up uh, and we'll have plenty of time for, for you to get that utensil. So let's begin with part one, getting started. So in December of 2017, as the new year is approaching, I had this bright idea that I wanted to start a podcast. Um, up until then, I was an avid podcast listener, like multiple podcasts a day, and really enjoyed talking about literally anything and everything. In many ways, I was the kind of person that really enjoyed hearing themselves speak. And since I'm here, you, I should say I am. Problem was anything and everything is a bit broad. And from what I had noticed, anything and everything only works for three kinds of podcasters. Number one, you're a comedian. Number two, podcasting is your second creative venture because you've already have a successful one. Or number three, you're famous and everyone wants to hear your opinion on everything. As you can probably tell, two and three definitely didn't apply to me and one is never gonna happen with my jokes. So I had to figure out what exactly my first podcast was going to be about. And our first activity is what I definitely should have done back then. Uh, it's a little bit of speed brainstorming, if you will, because this is ultimately what can form the basis of any creative or business venture that you wanted to start. It's a little self-reflection time, so pull out what you can write slash type on. Um, although you could do this in your head and just like think about it, it, the amount of ideas that you can come up with is a lot more impressive when you see it on paper and you can keep it as a little uh, keepsake moving forward. So there are three boxes you're going to want to fill out. You don't have to actually draw out the boxes or anything. It's just metaphorical. Uh, and I'm going to give you guys like five minutes to do it. And again, don't worry, you don't have to share this with anyone. It's just you and you're writing utensil. It's totally up to you. So the first is if you were to have a conversation with someone and you had to keep it up for like at least an hour, what would you talk about? Don't think about what podcasters do or what sounds right or what you've heard about or what you listen to. Just think about if you or and I, if you and I were to have a conversation and I could match your interest in whatever you enjoy talking about, what would those topics be? 
And you can be as broad, as narrow, as personal, as widespread as you want. You can go anywhere from world events and political issues to just some of your memories from your past. All of those count in this little box. The second box I want you to fill out is a bit confusing, but I want you to think about what are some things that you either know or know how to do that you think some other people may not know or know how to do. For example, I know how to mix sound using just a laptop, but I also know how to use a full-size mixer. I don't suspect that most people know how to do that. And the third thing is, what is something that some other people don't know or don't know how to do that you want to know or know how to do? And for my example, I, I want to pick up a string instrument. So I'll give you guys like five minutes-ish. Take your time, get as many ideas as you can on paper. And if you want to, once you're done, you can type some random ones in the chat or just say that you're done and, and, we'll, and we'll reconvene. If you have any questions, feel, feel free to type in the chat. I'm, I'm, I have it open so I can at least answer it. Set a timer for five. And again, no one's gonna see this. So if you're if you're being too humble with yourself, it's not worth it. <laughs> Just type what type write whatever you can. All right, so I'm going to assume that everyone's all good. Um, so I hope that was enough time to get as much stuff as you could down and feel free to continue in as you're just listening to, to me talk for a bit. Um, what I want you to notice for each box is that these are all podcasts that you could literally start tomorrow. Box one and two is full of stuff you can already talk about because you know and understand what's going on in those subjects. If you could talk for an hour's length about someone, that could be anywhere from one podcast episode to six. Box three is an opportunity for you to relate to the audience and speak to people who don't know that skill or speak to people who do know that skill. If one of the things you put down was learning to speak Spanish, it's not that hard to find people who have learned Spanish and ask them questions and talk to them about how someone might do the same. Ideas for podcasts are nowhere else but within you. It's ultimately going to be a reflection of who you are. And this is something I sort of learned the hard way with my first podcast, Artist Block. Artist Block started as a real anything and everything podcast. The first episode's topics were literally community, culture, creativity, which is quite vague. 
I mean, the name of my first episode was It's All Happening. From there, I eventually realized that what I enjoyed doing most was talking to people about what they were passionate about. I found that so many people just don't try anything because they're afraid, they're unsure, they don't think they can do it. And so I sort of made it my goal to introduce my listeners to passionate youth that are already pursuing their dreams in photography, filmmaking, politics, you name it. The problem with this model was, since I wasn't prepared for it, I inevitably ran out of people to talk to and started having to repeat guests and episodes and episodes were just all over the place. There was no central theme to it, but and I wasn't really ready to embrace that format. The Artist Block podcast went on for all of 2018 and unfortunately came to a close as my grade 11 year was starting. My experience with starting a podcast was still in it positive. There's no doubt about that. But there is one key takeaway that I still have from that experience. Key principle number one, figure out what your podcast is about. There are podcasts about literally everything out in the world. And there is no doubt that yours has a place too. Look back at all those ideas you generated on paper and you could start those podcasts tomorrow. No questions asked. So if you're thinking about starting one or maybe it's any other creative venture, try to explain it in one sentence, what you do and what you talk about. It'll make it a lot easier to plan ahead to get guests and be able to find co-hosts that think on the same wavelength. The reasons why I ended the artist block were numerous, but one of those reasons is really important to consider, which brings me to part two, the financials, the cost of gear, if you will. See, when I started Artist Block, I was used to watching podcasts that had all the best microphones, audio mixers, Adobe CC subscriptions, and even cameras, as many of them posted on YouTube. I was adamant on trying to get my guests in person, which in hindsight, after all that's happened in the past two years, it's pretty outrageous. I didn't have an understanding of what it materially took to start a podcast. I had super strong misconceptions and those weren't broken down until a bit later. So for our next activity, I'm gonna try and make you see what your misconceptions are. And again, this is totally personal, but this is my best way of making it a bit more of a workshop than a lecture. Podcasting has three phases, post-production, production, and publishing and marketing. Production has to do with all the recording aspect, everything that happens with getting the person to the podcast, talking to them, coming up with topics, um, and then actually recording it. Post-production comes, like it says, after the production. Once the record button has hit stop, what do you do after that? And the last aspect is publishing and marketing. How are you going to get this to all the amazing listeners that you want out in the world? And how are you going to get the people who haven't listened to your podcast to start listening? And so each of these three phases, as you can assume, have some kinds of tools that you need to complete them. And I want you to be able to see what tools you think you need to get started. So again, fill out each of these three boxes and try to think about each of what each of these things will cost. And if you want, um, add up the total cost and place it in the chat when you're done. Because I, I think it's going to be a really good exercise for you to see what, what you think. So I'll give you guys another five minutes. Um, one thing I will say, the previous boxes that you filled out, you're going to want to keep those for later on. Uh, as the final activity that we'll be doing is going to go, is going to be referencing that. So I'll give you guys five minutes. Any tools that you think you need, don't search it up. It defeats the purpose. Um, whatever you think you need, even if it's, if you think it's nothing at all, then don't put anything down. Uh, if you think it's a series of microphones and mixers, see what you think it is and guess how much you think they cost. I'll give you guys another five minutes and uh, type your estimates in the chat because I'm curious.
I know I definitely didn't do this when I, <laughs> well, when I first went, there was no budgeting involved. Not bad, $10. And that's for all three phases combined? Yep, all three phases. Gotcha, gotcha. I should make this like an auction. Like, do, do I hear I respect that. I respect that decision. $50, not bad. Millen, that's like mildly cheating. You 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 were around when we started Teenage T. Yeah, it's okay. No one needs to know that. In, insider information. 70 bucks, 70 bucks, decent. I I just love how we're like slowly increasing. Drop anything you want. Even if you randomly added it up and it's a thousand dollars, drop it in. Eighty bucks. I like how everybody's thinking very frugally under a hundred. Not bad. Forty bucks, solid. Where are the majority of your costs coming from? What 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 phase do you guys think is the most expensive? I think I think post production is probably okay. one of the most ex not one of the most or but like more expensive as compared to the production, right? Because I feel like with increasing technology, we can pretty much use like any set of like earbuds with a microphone or something. But then afterwards, when we want to market that and slowly like when we want to achieve that mission that we set out for the podcast. That's where more of the costs are factoring in. Well justified. Well justified. $9.87. Jeez. Absolute. You're adding up decimals there? Dude, I wish. If I had the ability to add 0 0.01 to 1.00, 1, I, would, I would make it a lot further in life. Kirat, how'd you get 1,200? Not singling you out, but I am singling you out. I was thinking about maybe Zoom costs for the year and like sure. how we're going to record it with platforms. Yep, yep, solid. Anyone else? Well, uh, what do you guys think the, the, the most expensive is in your little chart there? Where are all those major costs coming from?
right, I'll give you guys about 45 more seconds. A Roadcaster Pro. I've not heard of that. Seeming a post-production software of some sort? Or a recording recording studio? Gotcha. All right, about 10 more seconds. Ah, oh, yes, the all-in-ones. All right, cool. I uh, hope that was enough time. So let's just say if you had any number greater than zero, you're wrong. Uh, really, here's what you need to start a podcast. For production, all you need is a laptop, which if you're here, then you have access to a computer or a phone. You need some kind of microphone that can be built into your laptop, or you probably have some earbuds lying around. Those are some really old earbuds, by the way. I just couldn't find, I didn't want to put AirPods because it's too basic. Uh, in post-production, you can record into a software like Audacity. Audacity has numerous tutorials on YouTube teaching you how to get that crispy sound. You can also just record Zoom calls. And as long as your content is good, no one will care. Uh, for publishing and marketing, you can use a platform such as Anchor to get your podcast on every single platform and you still own the rights to it. Uh, and for marketing, just post it on Instagram. Send it to your friends. Make a TikTok account. You don't need to spend money to get a podcast started. You'll know when it's right to start investing in some better equipment. And how I wish I told myself three years ago. I spent about $60 on microphones uh, and pop filters, which is something I do not regret, um, since they do give you quite a bit of a quality boost. Now, a little side note, I was going to put the microphones that I used, but they're no longer on Amazon. And the only recommendation that I still have is the mid-range uh, Blue Snowball. And I'm sure there are other great budget ones out there that are under the $50 mark. I just haven't tested them, so I'm not going to feel comfortable recommending them. I spent 25 bucks a month paying for Adobe Audition CC and the rest of the Creative Cloud, convincing myself that I actually needed it. But I was just in denial about using Audacity. Um, and at the time, Anchor hadn't really come out yet. And by the time it did, it was still taking the rights of your sound, which is something I was definitely not cool with. So I had to pay for SoundCloud Pro to have some way of hosting my podcast, which costed me another 35 bucks a month. And this is why you can only find the latest three episodes of Artist Block on all platforms. I just couldn't afford having all of them up anymore. And by the time I figured out that there were somewhat free options out there, uh, it was too late and I didn't want to re-upload re everything. And that pretty much summarizes key principle number two. When you're starting, gear doesn't matter. Focus on building your content and you'll know when it's right to upgrade your gear. Getting the gear first and then trying to justify the purchase is a huge spiral downwards. So I know it seems like it was really just the financial constraint that stopped me from podcasting, but it was a lot more than that. And looking back, this is what really made Artist Block end and still plays into the reasons why I haven't done a podcast in a while. Here's part three, getting a team. Rewinding a bit. Artist Block was a 100% solo effort. I was the only host of the show, and I was trying to do weekly interviews whilst balancing school and every other creative thing I wanted to pursue. Insisting on the fact that guests should be in person so I could control their audio quality was one of my biggest mistakes when I started. And expecting people who weren't getting paid to be the most reliable was another. 
Which brings me to our final little exercise that I think really helps solidify your journey to getting started. So I wanted to pull out your little topic list again from the first activity. And for each of those topics, if you know someone that might be able to keep up with one of those topics, maybe it's a friend, a relative, a teacher, literally anyone, you don't even have to know them, write or type their name beside the appropriate talk topic. Again, I'm not asking you to start a podcast with them tomorrow, nor am I asking you to, to go and hit them up and ask them if they want to, but it'll help give you some perspective. So I'll give you guys another five minutes to get this last activity done, and then, and then we'll round up at the very end. So who could keep up with those topics? Five minutes. And again, if one person could talk about five of those things, you have a best friend that just has all your same interests, write their name beside each of them and write it multiple times. Ideally, this, your little box thing should not look good. <laughs> you wanna just have an, a, a jumble. That's a keepsake. Again, I got to reiterate, I know all of these things are connecting to podcasts, but it doesn't have to when you're coming up with this. Just think about who could talk about those things. Who knows those things? And just because I'm curious and always enjoys a little bit of interactivity. Uh, type in which, which of those boxes have the most names as you're doing it. What do you guys got so far? What's the most populated box or category? Conversation topics. That's good to hear. 
means you got plenty of people to talk to. <laughs> yep, yep. Stuff you want to know. That's a really good one too. I, I, I would say if I did this when I started, which I clearly didn't, um, I would I would probably assume that stuff I want to know is, is the most populated. Things you know, it's good to hear. Expert in multiple subjects. <laughs> you know, it translates into your resume, right? That that skill section is is just bursting. true you can always you can always work on things well that's the it's the advantage of uh when, when you don't know a lot of things that means there's so many more things to know so many opportunities all right about five more seconds Awesome. Okay. So there are two main possibilities that you're probably seeing on your page there. Number one, you can already see the kinds of people that you have around you and you can talk about things and talk about things you enjoy talking about. Or number two, you may have your work cut out for you. Or when you're thinking about having a podcast, maybe it could be one person. The biggest issue that I had with artist block was that I didn't really embrace the fact that it was a one person podcast. If it's just you, you have free reign to script, edit, and maybe talk to multiple different people for different parts of the podcast. If one of those topics listed there is super multi-sided, needs multiple perspectives, maybe a one-person podcast is just for you. If you were able to get a bunch of names down, those really all are potential co-hosts. And getting someone that is interested, committed, and there to support you makes all the difference. When Artist Block ended uh, near the end of 2018, a new opportunity had lined up for me. Through a little bit of connections that I had and through some people actually listening to the Artist Block, I was offered a position of youth correspondent on a show called The Element on Saga 960 AM radio, which ended actually just a few months ago. The show, not the role. This is a weekend evening radio kind of radio show. And the best part was there was actual co-hosts. They came in with all the topics. They supported each other when one didn't know what to say. And it was an easy environment because everyone was committed to being there every Saturday. For myself, I just had to come in with my opinions. And every once in a while, I actually did bring on a topic that I wanted to talk about. It was clear to see that the hosts, Thuman and Gurjo, shout out to them, were interested in the same things. And even though their show covered a whole portfolio of subjects, it was their combination and their pairing that kept it continuous. After eventually leaving the element, I truly understood the importance of having a cohesive team. Having just one other person to keep you accountable, to help you generate ideas, and to be there so your conversational podcasts have conversations. It was about another two years before I joined the BMYC as creative director. And 
I can't remember whose idea it was, but myself, Millen, who's here, and our two creative ambassadors at the time started Teenage Tea, a show about the defiance against teens today. Already having an entire council working on something made it significantly easier to get started. If you're sitting there right now and, and you have no idea how you're going to gather a team full of people that already know what they want to talk about, go and find a club. Tell them you'll start a podcast for them. It is such a lucrative opportunity for everyone. And now that you followed this presentation, I hope you know how to start one. And that kind of completes key principle number three, finding a team to support you. Whether that's someone that actually comes in on the podcast or someone to look over the script or someone to just look at your script to see if there's important information on it and, and whether or not your research is all good. Having a team makes this whole process significantly easier and a lot less lonely when you're sitting there talking to a microphone. And that's really it. The key principles of podcasting. Figure out what your podcast is about. Don't worry about the gear when you're starting and find a team to support you. If you can get these three things down pat, you'll have a much easier journey into the amazing world that is podcasting. Personally, since I graduated, I'm still in the limbo between having started one and starting another. The point really is that you just have to get started. I know that a lot of, I know that I still have a lot to learn and all of that comes from trying it out yourself. If you're feeling like you don't know what to talk about or you don't think people wanna to listen to you or you don't, or you really don't like hearing yourself speak, trust me, you'll get used to it. Um, podcasting is amazing because you don't have to show your face and you can take it any single direction you want. There are podcasts about crime, sports, world news, culture, teen life, university life, literally anything. Podcasts are about stories. And no matter how disconnected the topic you are can be from you, your unique perspective and style of talking uh, about information tells a story about you. And no one else can tell that story better than you. I'd like to thank everyone for coming and the team at the BMYC for letting me speak today. If you are looking for a podcast to listen to, uh, in case this is the medium you've never heard about, I'm going to plug a few, even though they aren't paying me. Um, first off, take a listen to Teenage Tea. The team has worked so well to getting this podcast refined and distilled into a really interesting show with so many unique perspectives that are just super relatable. My second would be my personal favorite, Freakonomics Radio. Uh, it's a show about the hidden side of everything. Again, they're not paying me. I wish they were. If you're looking for a podcast that'll make you smarter by the end of each episode, I would say look no further. And my final one is the Conan O'Brien podcast. If you're looking for someone who uh, is looking for some laughs from someone who used to have all of his focus on late night, it's something that I'm personally a huge fan of. And for those of you that think you need to set aside a few hours to listen to a podcast, you're missing the point. Podcasting is an amazing medium because you can have it on while you do something else. I bet that you aren't sitting there listening to music for hours on end. Um, podcasting can help supplement your commute, your chores, or even your homework. Throw on your favorite podcast and remember that one day, sooner than later, you could be the one that others are listening to. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Mud. I think that was really insightful. You know, there's so much to unpack. There's so much to discover. And I think at its basis, as complicated as we make podcasting to be about, it really isn't at its core. So, you know, thanks a lot for giving us that insight, inspiring us and the many other people that have joined today. And so now we would like to uh, open up the floor to any questions that we have from our attendees. 
And um, yeah, so if you guys have any doubts, you can either unmute yourself and directly ask Imad, or uh, you can simply just uh, type in the chat. Yeah, type yeah. it into the chat. Yeah. Uh, just to get the ball rolling here, I actually had a question as we were, you know, uh, just going through the presentation. So one of my first questions I would say, like something that constantly comes to my mind, having started a podcast as well. Can you tell when a podcast feels overly scripted or should it even be scripted? Or should it just be like a regular convo pretty much? So I would argue that saying that a podcast should or shouldn't be scripted depends on that key principle. Number one, what is your podcast about? For example, Freakonomics Radio is a show about a bunch of really complicated topics from a variety of perspectives. It's the most scripted a, a podcast could possibly be. But the point of it is for information. And if you want to relay information that's really important and you don't want to get anything wrong, you've got to be scripted. Now, if you're looking at something where you're directly trying to inform someone, maybe it's kind of something that's you just talking straight to the microphone, speaking about an issue that you know a lot about, that can be scripted too. Because ultimately it's your facts and your logic and what statistics you're going off of that are gonna make what you're saying meaningful. Whereas if you have a conversation going on, it would be really awkward if we scripted our conversations. But if we were introducing research to each other, it should be scripted. For sure. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one. And then, so another question is kind of like going forward with that. So I know you mentioned like how you started a podcast or you went on to the element and whatnot. And so there's a, a lot of diversity or there's various kind of like topics on the element and whatnot. So do you think when starting a podcast, there should be like, like are, are these podcasts more successful if they choose one theme or if they're like more diverse with their content? Because often we see like hole in the wall podcasts where like, you know, they'll just like be there for a bit or something that they just have to do in order to like, you know, diversify their brand. So uh, what would you have to say about that? Yeah. So I think podcasting at the end of the day, just like any kind of content, what really keeps people into it is the continuity. They know what they're listening to each time they're coming in. Now, I think there's two ways to have continuity. Number one is the, is the frame of reference of what you're talking about. So if you're a podcast that's solely about political issues, Everyone who comes in will always know that you're there to talk about political issues. If you're a history podcast, um, like the History Chicks, theirs are purely about history. I know every single time I'm listening on, I'm listening to history. But there's also a continuum that you can create through the people that are on your podcast. Uh, when I was on uh, Saga 960, The Element, even though it was a radio show, the continuity came in the two co-hosts that were there every single week. They would talk about anything from art to a super complicated political issue to things in economics. But what everyone was listening on for was the fact that I know that Thumbin and Gurujot are the hosts of the show and I kind of understand their opinions. It becomes more of a, as if you're visiting your friend every week and just sitting back on their couch and listening to them speak. It's like being in a conversation, but not having to say anything. Yeah. Um, so I would say that creating continuum in, in one way or another is really the best way to go. I'm going to answer the two questions uh, in the podcast. The first one, defining a podcast. There's a bunch of ways to define it. Definitely don't search it up on Google. It's a terrible definition. Um, I would say it's really just a YouTube video or a movie or a Netflix show that you can just listen to. Uh, you don't have to spend an hour dedicated to watching the show. Um, I, like I know a lot of people will multitask by having a Netflix show on in the background. That's what podcasts were made for. There's nothing to watch. So you have the ability to just listen back. 
how do you avoid conflicting biases uh, in podcasts? I think that really comes down to getting a team. Um, when you have a team of people that you can trust, when you have a lot of good chemistry, your biases can actually play to your strengths within the podcast itself. If you guys are having a conversation about essentially like a lot of really hot topic issues, there are plenty of podcasts that talk about things like the death penalty or abortion. Um, and although they'll have conflicting biases, that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes podcasting so great because it's an opportunity for you to hear both sides of any discussion. Why did I step into podcasts instead of video production? That's assuming that I didn't step into video production, which I did. Um, I started podcasting first, mainly because I knew that personally I could speak about something for an hour, but I wasn't sure if I could create something meaningful for 10 minutes straight. Um, video production has sort of been in and out. I, I mostly do it for commercial purposes now, not really for having my own content, but I've definitely stepped into it. And I think um, the really awesome thing about podcasting, uh, like I kind of mentioned in one of my reels for the promotion stuff is that one podcast episode gives you like six different pieces of content. It gives you a TikTok, it gives you a YouTube video, it gives you an Instagram reel, it gives you an Instagram post, it gives you a blog post. Um, and it can even give you little snippets that you could maybe post on another channel for those that are only wanting to listen in for like five minutes. And that's from one podcast episode where you just had to talk for an hour. How do you make your podcast stand out from all the different podcasts out there? What are some marketing tactics you used? Honestly, the main thing that comes with the podcast is, are you, are you being true to yourself and, and what you enjoy talking about? Because that's the number one thing that people are looking for when they first listen on. If you're trying to make yourself differentiated, it's going to come off like you're trying hard. But you're already differentiated. There is no way that any of us can speak on the same issue in the exact same way. That would be pretty creepy. Um, and so your unique perspective, your unique way of talking about issues, um, and not just about issues, but any kind of topic, is what differentiates yourself. And from a marketing perspective, it ultimately comes down to, are you reaching your target audience? Think about who you know and who you could reach. So if you're someone in high school, the best way to really get people to be interested is to promote it to high schoolers. The way that I promoted uh, Artist Block when I first started was I'm going to talk specifically to fellow high schoolers that have literally um, pursued their passions because I thought that most people don't get the opportunity to try something new. And it was a lot more relatable for my high school audience because they could see that, hey, it's just someone like a year older than me. I could do that. Uh, and, and that's one of the ways that I kind of made it a bit differentiated there. Uh, so if you host a podcast with Anchor, how do you get your podcast to appear when people search? Automatically does everything. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. Um, it was made by the folks at Vayner, Vayner Media. Uh, for those of you guys that know Gary Vee, uh, I'm sure you can assume why it's great. It's because it's Gary Vee and he loves podcasts. Um, it's super easy because all you you can even record directly into anchor or you can just publish your files and it'll send it to every single podcasting thing you want uh, and it'll do all of that for you i used it with teenage t and this is why it's super easy for them to get stuff all uh, everywhere how can you make your podcast more general and less complex it's ultimately what you want to do if you want to make it really complex and you want to talk about a variety of difficult issues and think about those hard perspectives, you can maybe make it a bit more scripted because now you're talking about things that require a lot of nuance and a lot of actuality and facts. If you want to keep your podcast general, make it lighthearted. Take, take your reins off a bit, 
right? Whenever you say a relatively hot take statement, hit, hit everybody with the don't quote me on this. It gives you the ability to talk on a variety of issues without having to be an expert on all of them. Um, just because you aren't a political scientist or an economist doesn't mean that you can't talk about politics in the economy. Um, at the end of the day, those two topics require everybody to understand what's going on. Any other questions? Keep, keep, keep them coming. Rapid fire. What is my biggest failure? What did I learn from it? The inconsistency with artist block. One of the main things that I learned was that the hardest part about podcasting is consistency. Uh, and that really comes down to number one and number three principles. Number one, figuring out what my podcast is about. I had absolutely no idea what it was about. It kept changing every month. It went from, no, no, no this is gonna be like a comedy podcast, but then I realized it wasn't that funny. Um, and then when it came to interviewing, I was like, well, now I'm running out of people to talk to. And what I learned from that was that when you're going into any kind of creative venture, and this is sort of something I learned with all of my ventures after that, are that with that original setup and what you're thinking to start off, can you explain to someone what your podcast is about? Most of the time when you ask someone, when, when someone will ask you, hey, what's your podcast about? If you have troubles answering that, they're going to have troubles wanting to listen to it. Uh, especially if you say something like, oh, yeah, we just talk about everything. And then it's like, well, then how do I know if I'm interested in it? Versus when I got to introduce Artist Block, eventually, as I sort of settled into my niche, I would just say, it's a podcast that shows you all the passions that you could try out. And then people were like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm interested. Uh, we're... Question, uh, yeah, yeah, go. Sorry, I'm jumping in here. Hit the follow-up. Uh, yeah so um in regards like the consistency idea so like let's say you know somebody were to start a podcast would you recommend like they go through this like this whole planning phase where they know like they're laying out their speakers because they know what they're going to talk about and go through that process beforehand or should they just like record as they go and kind of like you know create their podcast in that sense like do you think it's like better late than ever or just like start away with it as soon as you get the idea so as cliche as it is those three activities were meant to be what all you need to just start. You don't need to line up all your guests, figure out exactly what time they're coming on. You can figure that out. And especially when you know what your podcast is about and you have a team around you, you've figured out how you're gonna be recording it. The rest of that comes easy because you know exactly what frame of reference you're coming from. And so you can always bring it back to that central theme. And, and that's when a lot of the stuff starts to become unintentionally awesome is when yeah. you're just making podcasts because you just know in the back of your mind in one sentence, this is what my podcast is about. Yeah, for sure. And then just another follow-up question for that is uh, that in the sense that like, you know, having all these speakers planned out and everything. So when you're like going forward, like, do you think it's important to like, you know, have like the most qualified speakers? Or do you think like anyone can talk? Sorry, like in terms of like the team, right? Like, do you think you need like a large team or just like, having like one or two people or do you think there should be a person for like you know let's say web and tech on or marketing and all that stuff do you think that makes a podcast maybe more successful totally up to you T totally up to what your podcast is about do i think you need dedicated people and to start hiring them like i said when you're starting money shouldn't be what you're spending time yeah. is what you're spending ultimately mm -hmm. you need to you'll know when it's right to start hiring people um the main thing that i would say is if you have if you're doing a complicated topic, right, you want to talk about really deep issues and your podcast is meant to be informative, you could have one other or two other people that help you do research. Um, if you look at John Oliver's talk show, 
the majority of the people on the staff are researchers. They're just there to make sure that everything that he says is factual, is correct. And then he has all of his writers that make it funny. So it's really up to you of how your podcast is structured and, and what kind of topics you want to talk about that make it so maybe you need a certain set of people on the team. But do they need to be qualified? Not really, right? If, if you have, if you need experts, then of course they need, they, they need to be qualified. Yeah. But if you're just looking for people that can do a little research to inform everybody about what's going on, you can get anyone to do that or you can do it yourself. For sure. Thanks for answering my questions. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so where can you find inspiration for what to talk about on our podcast? Uh, your first activity. That was everything. You, you don't need to find inspiration. You already have it. Inspiration is, inspiration is within you. I can guarantee that everyone here has at least one thing in that conversation topic list. And if I just started talking to you about it, you could ramble on for like an hour. Um, because I think even the most introverted, shy people, all it takes is that thing that they really enjoy talking about. And then they're just going with it. And that's the most fun thing to know, especially when you're interviewing someone. And whenever I got the opportunity to interview someone that I didn't know so well, and I got to talk with them on the thing that they're passionate about, the thing that they put all their blood, sweat, and tears into, that's when they're able to talk for hours on end about whatever they wanted to talk about. How important are jingles and audio branding? I think it's awesome. Uh, it's definitely a really good way for someone to, like I said, it builds that continuity. What people really like is familiarity with a little bit of novelty sometimes. So one of the ways to create that continuum is, is to have a jingle at the very beginning. And trust me, you don't, you definitely don't need to pay anyone to create a jingle. You can create one out of anything. Um, one way that I did was I make music, I rap so I can write a little bit of poetry or, or rap and poetry. And so what I did for Artist Block season two was from the bed to the youth, from the old to the new, it's Artist Block and it's season two. And I would just say that over a beat. And it didn't matter that it was like mildly cringe. It was just the fact that everybody knew this is the podcast I'm listening to. It's not like any of the other ones. All right, do I have a role model or someone that's been influential to me towards my podcasting career? I would say it's a combination of listening to a lot of great podcasts. Um, I think, again, like all the recommendations that I had, Freakonomics Radio, um, the Conan O'Brien podcast, I think I really learned a lot about what it means to interview someone, how, how interviewing can be interesting and compelling, and how you as the interviewer can offer your own opinions. Um, but I think the most influential to me were my guests and other people that I got to talk to, because I learned very quickly that podcasting has so many different varieties and styles and flavors and none of them are particularly correct. Um, at first, I always thought that, you know, isn't it weird that not everybody can be super conversational, but I learned later on that some people prefer to have that scriptedness to them um, and their conversations. And it actually sounds better because they're more comfortable doing that. Uh, and so I think the majority of what I learned was through just talking to people on, on the show itself or shows, I should say. I have a follow-up about the speakers. Yeah. Uh, so when you were saying like you should stick to your niche and if you're uh, having a hard time explaining your podcast, um, then maybe it won't be something that people are interested in. But if you're talking, like, let's say you find like a really good speaker and you're like super interested, they might not be exactly your niche. Um, is it better to try to fit them into your niche and not have them be as like excellent or like in their area of expertise or? Um, it it kind of depends. I think it kind of depends. Um, ultimately, you can set your niche as broad as you want. I, th I, th I think the word niche is a bit misleading when we use it because it feels like it means obscure. Um, 
when my podcast artist block was literally just about passionate people doing what they're passionate about i got the opportunity to talk to um a former cbc journalist uh who now works at shad and their and their media and a lot of people said well that's a that's a bit left field but i said not really at the end of the day i was talking to him about what he, what he was passionate about what he did for his whole life and so if you have like a little bit of a history podcast but you want to pivot to something that's maybe a bit unrelated like photography at the end of the day photography is part of history too and so it's really about how you frame the questions and how you frame uh, the discussion that you're having with that speaker because most people can talk on a variety of things and a lot of stuff that people say can be brought into a particular lens right you can think about uh, one one really good example is Matt Diavella's podcast which ended a few years ago but uh, he's, a, he's a great podcaster um, it's called the ground up show and he's a he's like he, he did his documentary on minimalism he's like a super I guess you could say famous minimalist and what he would do is he'd bring on people like in personal finance and he would make those connections within their discussion like hey that's really similar to minimalism and so you're getting someone who's completely different but you're showing your audience how it's directly related um, and then your audience knows when they're coming in that that's the kind of lens that you're using uh, in, in, in all of your discussions. And it doesn't have to, and it's never conscious. People always, it's always in the subconscious that people know it. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'd like to thank, I think all of us, like on behalf of like the presence and like Ahmad as well, does that that some like really good questions there. A lot of like discussion even after like what Ahmad told us. So uh, thanks a lot for that. And uh, I'd like to pass it on to Kirit for on the closing ceremony uh before we do that we do want to share our screen for a second and announce a winner for because we did announce on our social media a few days ago that we would be announcing a winner on our event so Vaishnavi do you want to take away Uh, for sure. So congratulations to Nitya S, who is currently in this um, Podcastify event. And please DM us on Instagram or email us for further information on how you'll receive your prize. And you did receive a $20 Tango gift card. Yay, congratulations. With that, you can shop at a variety of different places. So I know that's super exciting. Um, all right. So we're just going to wrap up our event really quickly. Um, all right. So thank you to everyone for your amazing questions. And I feel as a council, we learned a lot of things as well, especially with us already having our own podcast. Some of the questions that we did ask maybe did pertain a little bit to Teenage Tea with BMYC. And it was nice to get to speak to our um, co-founder and get a little bit more advice. And we felt super nostalgic. And so for everyone attended again, thank you today uh, for coming and please feel free to start your own podcast, share it with our page and we'll be more than happy to um, help you market, um, as Imad would say, and help you sort of promote that as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. To find out what's going on with BMYC and our upcoming initiatives and an announcement you don't want to miss, follow BMYC on all of our social media platforms as we have listed on the screen. We would like to thank the executive team as well of BMYC for organizing this event along with all the other signature events for this year it, they, you know they put in a lot of their time and effort throughout this pandemic and being at home so and for some of our seniors it was their last one with their council so Kirat, Micah both of you guys will be missed next year and it's so sad to see them and many other 
other executives to go, but I guess that's how it goes on. And thanks a lot for everyone for coming out and have a great weekend and have a great rest of the year and the summer. Thank you.